you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. I hope that whatever you are doing at this moment in time, it is a cozy vibe regardless. Even if you are doing a morning commute somewhere, I hope you have found a way to make that car big cozy vibes. You know, get a, get a nice air freshener in there. Get some pumpkin spice in there. Um, I hope you're having a fantastic day. And today, this episode actually was not originally going to happen because I had something else planned that also was going to have a video portion, but uh, there's just been a little bit of some kinks in my scheduling because I'm also preparing for fall in July, which is happening next month on my YouTube channel. And we're also doing like a cute little Easter egg type deal for uh, the podcast as well. So very excited about that coming up. But this episode... I don't want to say it's filler because I don't even think any of my podcast episodes are filler, but it's, I had something else planned today, but decided to sit and actually talk to y'all about friendship and friendship breakups, because I actually think I have a lot of experience in this and it's something that I attribute a lot of living my authentic life and my authentic path to is disconnecting from people that don't honor the path that I'm on and how it actually really is okay and it serves you so much better in the long run to do that. And I feel like everything in the universe literally just conspired to make this episode happen today. So I don't know who out there needs this information, but thank you for pulling up Spirit to give us this message when I was trying to come up with an idea for this week because literally uh shout out to psychic lauren um i saw something on instagram popped up from her i think it's her podcast actually which I need to give that a listen but talking about friendships and before that i was also listening to a podcast um i was listening to ear biscuits that good mythical mornings Rhett and link do where they were talking about like their own friendship and fighting and stuff and i was just like Whoa, the universe really is out here conspiring to have me speak on friendship today. So yeah, I just I have so much to say. And I feel like first and foremost, I want to talk about like, my own toxic behavior in the past, because I think that's something that as you start to honor, honor your authentic self, and uncover the deeper, deeper and deeper layers of yourself you start to see yourself in a new light. And even like my own toxic behaviors of the past, I can see those parts of myself and still love myself. I can see those parts of myself and say, wow, look how much we've grown in this area. Because I don't think I used to be a very good friend. And the reason why is because I was a chronic people pleaser. And if I felt somebody pulling away from me, I would manipulate the situation to try to get them to come back. And in any way that I knew how, even if I wasn't like hurting the person in the sense of like, I wasn't being ugly or mean to them, but I would go against my own inner wishes to try and get them to stay because I had my own abandonment issues. And I see that now I see where I didn't behave with my own best interests at heart. And that hurt me in the long run. And I had to learn those lessons. But now I'm at such a comfortable place. And I want to assure you that this really is possible for everyone, no matter where you are in life, no matter how much you think that you can't disconnect from people in your life that really don't make you feel good, even if it's family or friends. I want to be that person in your corner that assures you that it is actually possible to forgive yourself for not acting in your own best interests and to also disconnect from people that maybe aren't in alignment with you anymore. And it doesn't even have to be that they're bad people. Like you don't have to vilify them, but they're just not in alignment with you anymore. And it's okay to release those relationships. So I first want to start by talking a little bit about my own toxic past, because 
I think it's human and all of us go through growing pains when it comes to friendships and how we interact with people in the world, especially if you were raised by emotionally immature parents, which I believe a lot of us were, um, especially if you have I don't want to categorize anybody actually, because I could sit here and say if you were raised by the boomer generation, but I don't even think that's true because I actually know a lot of people from the boomer generation that are amazing people that are so loving and kind and want a better future still. And I also know some that aren't great. And I think that's true of every generation. So I don't even want to give it that kind of label. But just if you were raised by emotionally immature parents, oftentimes that's how you learn how to do relationships is like how your parents treated each other and how you watched your parents treat relationships. And I have a mother figure that's a narcissist and a father figure that is was just like more physically abusive and verbally abusive. But um just dealing with those two and watching how they interact in their own relationship to this day, like it just is not the healthiest. And I had to learn to not fall into those same patterns. And I think even when it came to friendship, that was something that I learned really early on is like, there's something wrong with another person if they abandon you. And that's actually not the case. <laughs> it's not the case. And I first want to start by talking about my old podcast, Cozy Cast, which was a very fun podcast. It was a lot like this podcast, to be honest with you, very similar vibes, but it was just under a different handle. And I ran it. So it was a solo podcast as well. And this podcast, I did very similar things. I had episodes on friendship. And the thing is, back then, I think that was like, three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago, when I ran that podcast. And I remember I put out an episode on friendship. And it was very, I think it was helpful to some people. And I still want to like honor that, that I do think sharing those stories was helpful. But something that I need to comment on is I was handling a relationship in my life at that time in a very passive aggressive way. And I see that now and I own that like it it's not something I'm super proud of, but I've learned so much. And I will never forget, I was talking about one of the friends that I had in my life at that time who had gotten married and then gotten pregnant relatively quickly. And that I felt like I was totally shut out of her life. Like I felt like I learned about her life only through social media and that offended me so much. And the thing is, Nobody owes you anything. <laughs> Nobody owes you anything. And I see now how toxic that behavior was of me. Now, granted, all that would have taken, instead of going out onto a podcast, bearing out my heart and soul, I could have gone to that person that maybe is even listening to this podcast, because I don't know if they still keep up with me. Like, cool if you do, cool if you don't, don't really care. But I could have gone to that person at that time and said, hey, I really feel left out of your life. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Did I do something wrong? Can I support you right now when you're going through these huge transitions? Or is it best if I pull back and don't ask for your energy right now? There are so many better ways I could have gone about that. And instead, I decided to bare my soul on a podcast that I didn't think that person was listening to. And then I got a totally rude awakening, woke up to a text message one day from that person. And we didn't necessarily quote unquote have words, but it definitely like, I think the conversation started with, hey, it was with, hey, I have a bone to pick with you. And like, when somebody says that to you, you like, it's, you're already starting off on shaky ground. And me and that person actually did continue to have a friendship after that, even though there was definitely like... I think we honestly hurt each other on both sides of the spectrum, no matter how you want to look at it. Even though I went out and did things publicly, didn't name them, but they knew. They knew it was about them. And I think that was really hurtful because we were still in each other's lives. It wasn't like I just didn't speak to this person at all and we were totally shut out. It just, it just was like there was just a lot of miscommunication. And again, instead of having a conversation like two mature adults, 
I think, honestly, I could say both of us kind of handled all of that very immaturely, but I think I really took the cake on that. And I definitely think getting onto a live podcast and being like, yeah, this shit sucked. I just could have handled it better. And even back when I did my Twin Flames podcast uh, with my wonderful, amazing bestie, um, Hillary, hello, she's editing this episode. She's fantastic. She is my editor for this podcast. Um, my Twin Flame, IRL. Um, she, she and I had an episode where we also talked about friendship. And this is one of the episodes that... I don't want to say I harbor shame around it because I don't even think that's true. But I I do feel like I have some regret only because I was at a stage in a relationship, a friendship relationship at that time, that it had come full circle. Me and another friend had broken up and it was a pretty brutal breakup. Like I basically just like lost my shit and exploded on this person. It had been building and building and building for months. And it had been months since after our friendship breakup. But I was in a position where I was feeling very guilty about the way that I had behaved because I had so much time to reflect. And even though I think, again, there was problems on both sides and I could see that, I felt like in the heat of the moment, I couldn't see that I was not being a very great friend either. In both of those instances. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, I also have friendship stories where I'm so grateful that these people aren't in my life anymore. Like, I can think of at least two people that I've interacted with in my life that I am so grateful we're not friends anymore and that we have moved on because there are people that actually are toxic to me. Not that they are toxic people, but I do feel like when it comes to certain personalities, there are going to be people that for you and your experiences, your upbringing, your traumas, your triggers, they are going to be toxic for you specifically. And I have encountered a couple of those in my lifetime. Um, and I'm so grateful we're not friends anymore. And I'm so grateful that they got off my train, which if you don't know about that, I've talked about this before, but it's been a while. Uh, metaphorically speaking, I like to believe that my life is a train and I'm on this train. I've been on this train since birth. So have you on your own train. And sometimes you make a stop at a station and new people get on and that's great. And sometimes two stops down, you have to let a few of those people off and somebody else gets on, right? More room for somebody else. But there are going to be people that are literally on your train or your, your trains are running parallel together. But there are going to be people that get on and off. And sometimes somebody gets off and they re-enter like 30 stations down the line. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to cling to relationships and try to squeeze them into your current reality if they just don't fit. And like I said, there are people in my life that I'm so grateful we're not friends because it just did not work out. And I will stand by that. Even if they were in front of my face in this moment, I would be like, yeah, I'm actually still happy that this didn't work out because for the kind of person I am, you felt dangerous. And I'm so grateful that that we don't have that anymore. And I wish you nothing but the best, like go, go for your dreams, be who you are, but not with me on your train. Sorry about it. Um, sorry, not sorry. But <clears throat> so I kind of wanted to cover those bases first, because I have talked about friendship publicly on in the past on a few different podcasts. And I don't know that we've covered it on this podcast yet. Like, I don't know if this is the first one or not. The most important thing I wanted to cover in this episode is ghosting. Because I guess in order to talk about ghosting from my perspective, now please remember, this is my perspective. I know a lot of y'all might have wounding from ghosting or being ghosted, and you're going to have a different perspective or opinion than I am. And I'm at a place in my life where I actually feel like every relationship I have is very supportive of me. And some of us have really aligned values, but I don't feel like I live in an echo chamber. And I feel like I've cultivated these relationships over time. Like, I don't want to say through trial and error, but kind of. 
And I say through trial and error because I've also in the past like five years recycled a lot of friendships that were not in alignment with me. Like, oh my gosh, I have to like think about this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can think of about eight people that I used to be very close with that we're just not as close anymore, or we've been completely removed from each other's spheres. And some of those relationships were extremely toxic for me, and I needed to walk away. Some of them, most of them, I would argue it was a natural progression. And the thing with ghosting, the ones that I feel the most comfortable about are actually ones that I feel like I have pretty much ghosted. And I guess like the point I want to make before I dive into the ghosting is I feel very much at a healthy place with relationships. I feel like I do not cling to relationships. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't let people in. It doesn't mean that I don't have really amazing, incredible relationships. I believe that I do. I just don't have this like grabbing, desperate, I have to have you in my life or therefore I am not good and I am abandoned worthy energy. It's, hey, I really like you. You really like me. Let's keep making magic together. And the moment that we're not, or we can't make it come back to harmony for whatever reason, then that's okay. I release you and you release me. Like, there's no... Basically, I think what that boils down to is I love the person that I am. I love the person that I am. I think I am the shit. I think that I am worthy of really good friends. And... I don't say this to be arrogant in any way, shape or form. I think it's good to be full of yourself because I've said this recently too. If you're not full of yourself, what the fuck are you full of? Like we know what it feels like to feel empty and be full of yourself. Do not let yourself be empty. I genuinely think that not only am I lucky to like, I am lucky that the friends that I have want me just in the same way that my friends are lucky that they have me. Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's mutually beneficial, mutually, like, I feel like there's a lot of mutual energy going in. And I do, like, I feel so confident in myself and my ability to receive love that, and I did not, like, I had to work very hard on that mindset. That was a mindset that I did not used to have. Like I said, I feel like I behaved very toxically in the past, very passive aggressively, very clinging, nagging, wanting, desperate. And now when I see that energy coming from somebody else, and it's easy to spot a mile away, I can't stand it. And I think it's because it reflects an old version of myself to me. And it makes me crazy. I'm like, no, just be cool. Like, you're cool. I'm cool. We're making magic. We don't like it doesn't have to be this way. You don't need to cling to me. It's cool. We're cool. And in the past, I used to be the kind of person that if I saw this desperate energy, because I was so familiar with it, because I had experienced it myself, I was that person, I would try to go above and beyond to be friends with that person. Because I was like, Oh, I feel I feel so bad. Like, I know what it feels like to feel that desperate. And, and don't you worry, I'm going to be the person that I'm going to be the person that you won't ever have to be desperate. Like I will be there through thick and thin. I'm that kind of person. And since becoming full of myself, um, which is literally exactly how I'm going to put it, becoming full of myself, because becoming full of myself. um, And again, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean, literally full of me, which is what we all should be full of, not in the way that like society says being full of yourself. Um, But because I'm now more full of myself, I run a thousand miles an hour away from those kinds of relationships because I don't want to be the person that I'm just there because I feel bad for you. Like that doesn't make good friendships. That's not a good enough reason to be in a friendship with somebody just because you feel bad for them. And granted, like I get it being an empathic soul myself, like I hesitate to call myself an empath because I think that that word is very overused. And I think we've honestly kind of lost sight of what that actually means, but being highly sensitive. I feel like it is definitely difficult for me to turn away from people that bring that energy. But I do feel like I've healed so much of it myself already that, again, I can spot it from a mile away and I don't want it. Like, and 
it's nothing wrong with that person. Like that's what they're dealing with right now. But I don't need to be the person that helps them through that. They need to figure that out on their own, just the way that I did. Not maybe in the same way. Maybe they'll figure it out a different way, but I don't have to be the container that holds it. Because frankly, we've been there. We've done that. We got the t-shirt and the trauma and we don't need to go back. But anyways, on this thread of ghosting, the whole reason I'm bringing this up is I feel very confident in my relationships. I don't cling to them. I feel like if they want to go, I could let them go. Even if it hurt a little bit, I love like, that's why they say when you love something, you're or love someone, you're willing to let them go. And that's genuinely how I feel about my friendships, my romantic partner, even family relationships. If I love you and you want to go and you don't want this anymore, I love you enough to let you go and set you free. Like it's, I don't have that like cling anymore. And I do feel like in terms of ghosting, now this is not every person I'm speaking. And I hate that I stipulate. I'm going to stop doing that on the podcast. Like this is divine authenticity. Um, actually, it's not tea. It's authenticity. But um, this is divine authenticity. Like I feel like I stipulate a lot because I never want people to feel like I'm just being harsh and judgmental and critical and rude. Like I have reasons for why I believe the way that I do and everything I believe may not apply to you. And that's okay. Um, actually, I have a fantastic quote that I'm going to give you that I hope, Hillary, as you're editing this episode, you beautiful woman, um, you beautiful person. I uh, got this quote from her. It's not mine. It's also probably not hers. I don't know who said it and that's okay. Um, you know, unknown at the moment, but this quote that she gave me this week, I loved it so much. I literally put it on my whiteboard for the month and you might enjoy this too. I put out the truth of me and people respond, uh, based on the, based on the truth of them. I put out the truth of me and people respond based on the truth of them. So just remember that when you listen to this episode, as I dive into my own experience with ghosting, being the ghost, take what resonates, leave the rest. You maybe had a very different experience with very different feelings and that's okay. You respond to the truth of me with the truth of you. So no more stipulating. We're cutting to the chase. So in my experience being a ghost, because I feel like I have a lot of experience in that, to be honest, um, I actually just was covering this or somebody else, a milk astrology put out something on how Tauruses are one of the most noncommittal signs and people don't talk about it enough. And I totally could not agree more. Uh, Taurus, I feel like the, the thing that milk astrology said was that Taurus never wants you to be more obsessed with them than they are with you. And the second that they feel it, they're out. And I could not agree more. I, the second I see where there is like, this person is more obsessed with me than I am with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, please leave me alone. I can't handle it. You're too much and too much for me. You know, maybe, maybe I need to go find less. Um, but I do feel like I often, in terms of being the ghost, I'm definitely willing to let people go that are no longer in alignment with me. And even in the past like five years, I can think of like eight people that I've walked away from. I actually was counting this out before starting the episode and I was like, dang, that's a lot of people. But some of those were business people when I was doing like, they were like business connections, if you will, that I'm not in that industry anymore. And I actually felt used by a lot of those people. Um, so like, I would say like half of those people are that a few of them were friends that I actually legitimately like was like, you know, I wish you well, but I'm just going to start phasing myself out because we are no longer in alignment. And here's the thing. It's okay to be a ghost. You don't owe anybody an explanation ever, 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 ever. You do not owe the world or people anything. And Granted, of course, I think that there is a balance in there. We don't need to be out like hurting people and not talking about things or our feelings. But I do feel like in terms of ghosting, I am very much on the other side of the spectrum where some people are like, how dare people ghost? You need to tell people what they did, blah, 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 blah. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. They can figure that out on their own. That is not your priority. That is not your problem. It's not your priority. If you feel like a relationship is naturally progressing or separating, you can just leave. 
or if the relationship is toxic for you, for some reason, you can just leave. Back in, gosh, I don't even know when that was. It might have been like a couple of years ago. It could have been circa 2020. It might have been a little bit before 2020. I think it was in 2020. I I often change my phone number. <laughs> I haven't done it in a few years, but probably in the last like decade, I've changed my number like three or four times. Like I am that person that when I start to get too many spam messages, spam text messages, spam calls, I will just up and change my number. I think that's on Sagittarius rising energy too. Like we are just not here to be bothered and Taurus too. I feel like being a Sag Taurus, people don't talk about that enough either that I feel like we are just very not willing to deal with the nonsense. And I've changed my number so many times. But this last time that I changed my number, I actually really did sit with it before doing it. And I was like, you know what? There are some people in my life that I really just don't want to have my phone number anymore. And some of it was like just spam calls, things like that. That definitely was a big part of it. But I decided to ghost quite a few people just on a whim. I was like, you know what? I'm really stressed out and overburdened by all of these people and Frankly, I don't feel like any of them are authentic connection. I'm feeling very clung on to. I'm feeling very stressed. And what I need to do right now is eliminate the stress. And again, these were relationships that were all deteriorating over time. This wasn't like we were literally talking yesterday and now I don't want to speak to you. It was like, Maybe we talked once or twice in a period of two years. Like these were relationships that they had already, in my mind, they had already been naturally digressing. Like they have different values than me. They're different people today. We're in totally different directions. Like, and I don't even want to say it's like, oh, they're all parents because I have parent friends in my life that are fucking fantastic. And I know for a fact, at least one of them listens to this podcast and they know who they are. Like I have friends that have kids that I adore, that I absolutely make room and time for because we have a beautiful, mutual, amazing relationship. I used to think that that's what it was like, oh, these people have kids and like, I'm just not on that path. I honestly think what it really boils down to is our values were just completely misaligned where this is where we're going to get real authentic. Honestly, I do think religious views play a humongous role in if I am willing to be close with somebody. And it's not because this is why I say some people can be toxic for you. And it's not about them being actually toxic people, but for you, it is a toxic environment to be in. And for me, don't get me wrong. I love my Christians. Y'all are fantastic. Okay. I have, even to this day, there are people that are of the Christian based faith that I really enjoy truly. And, but there are a few people that I just can't like, I'm sorry. You tell me that gay people shouldn't have rights or be married. I cannot take you seriously. Like you are literally talking about basic human rights and you think because God demanded it out of a book that came from when that we shouldn't allow people to have basic human rights. Like I just cannot with that kind of attitude. And especially because I experienced my own religious trauma, I do find that coming out of that traumatic background Anybody that is a part of that faith, not anybody, because again, I still have friends in that realm and like very respectful of our each other's beliefs. And I feel like those people also know who they are, but they're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, but I do feel like part of it is religious. And that was something for me that's a huge value, especially experiencing religious trauma and choosing to walk away from it. Like, I just felt like people that were connected to that and were choosing it and openly choosing it. I just, I can't, I can't with that energy. Too much damage has been done. And 
It's something that at this place in my life right now, I cannot have it. And maybe in the future, I will work on that sector of my life more and I'll be more open and receptive to being more accepting. But I feel like if you tell me somebody can't have basic human rights because of your religious religious beliefs, I can't have that in my life. Like it just, it goes against everything I believe. It goes against even the love that I have for people at an individual level. And I just can't, even though I fundamentally understand when that is programmed into your life and into your mind from childhood, you're more willing to accept it and just not even question it and go against it, right? Or go with it instead of against it. And I do feel like that was a huge part of it in walking away from a lot of people. I also feel like without getting too political or opinionated here, because that's not my mission with this podcast, I feel like 2020 made everybody a fucking politician, like, or somebody that had opinions about the political view of the world. And don't get me wrong, though, I definitely have a hard time on one side over the other. Um, I'm also somebody that I think the whole system is kind of messed up. I'm not necessarily for either side. And I do have a harder time when people are all only one side and they're not willing to take in the whole spectrum. So I do feel like it was like one part politics, one part religion. And again, it's not even that I can't, I can't accept people at a basic core level because I can, and I can understand how even the way that media is done and people frankly are just uneducated because they are literally looking down the scope of an of an echo chamber like especially facebook my gosh this is why i don't have a facebook literally is you can actually curate facebook to where you see nothing else but an echo chamber and do you know how dangerous that is even from like no matter where you sit on anything in this world no matter if you're red or blue or independent party like especially in america i guess i'm speaking on american stuff but no matter what you believe if you are just seeing down the scope of one avenue that's dangerous i feel like that personally is dangerous and i feel like being open to understanding the whole the all is way more appropriate. And so I also feel like it comes with like, I couldn't sit and be okay with extremes. And to me, being on either side, 1000% is an extreme in American politics, no matter how you spin it. And there obviously are some things that I have much stronger opinions on than others, reproductive rights, gay rights, especially anything that has to do with basic human rights. I have a very, like, there are beliefs that I have, and I will not budge on those beliefs. But uh, to me, when it comes down to basic human rights, like there is no black or white, there is only one way. And I do feel like everything else, there's a lot more nuance involved. And I basically saw this as anything that's really attached to my traumatic background that I can't accept right now, in this place, in order for me to heal, I need to let it go. And anyone that... Again, not saying that it was about the political party that anybody agreed with, but I feel like anybody that existed on one side of the extreme, which where I was currently living physically, I felt like it was all one side. And I I feel like ultimately that led to my ultimate decision of I'm just going to change my phone number and just stop the nonsense. I'm just going to change my phone number and just stop. And even if today any of those people got hold of my number again, which rude, if I did not give it to you personally, do not be contacting me. Um, That's genuinely how I feel about it. I don't think I specifically tell my own family, do not be giving out my phone number without my permission ever. But if I did not give it out specifically, like just, I don't, I don't really have a desire to reconnect. And I do feel like ultimately it was because there was a difference in values. There was a difference in life. And even beyond the political stuff, touching back on the religious stuff, my deepest core value, I used to say it was freedom. And I still believe that that's a value that I hold. I desire freedom above most things. 
And I guess you could say that this value really goes hand in hand because I feel like with authenticity, you can't really have authenticity without freedom. But I would say if I had a singular core value that was the most important to me, it's authenticity. And that's why everything I've created in this realm is all about you creating your most authentic life, no matter what that looks like to somebody else. And I think in changing my phone number, doing this thing that it definitely removed a lot of people from my life very quickly, literally in an instant, made me unaccessible. And also I would argue that I'm still technically accessible. Like I'm online everywhere. I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram. I have a email address. Like I have things that are available. If somebody really wanted to get to me, they fucking could. And I guess I technically didn't make myself so fully unavailable to some people, but to me, I made myself less accessible. And I feel like ultimately what it really boiled down to beyond the politics, beyond the religion is I have a very low tolerance for anybody that is not actively trying to walk their own authentic path. Now, I'm not denying that there are actual systemic problems that keep people from doing this. I'm not trying to argue that there aren't real psychological reasons that people aren't doing this. But what I will argue is that somewhere, somewhere, especially in the sector of people that I was surrounded by, these people had that opportunity. And I cannot handle not, I can't, it's not even authenticity, yo. I can't handle people that aren't curious. That's really what it is. It's like, to me, you also can't be authentic without being curious. And I just live my life in such a way where even when somebody says some shit to me that I don't agree with, this is why on the political stuff, I was like, I want to see the full scope. I want to know why you think that reproductive rights are wrong. I want to know why you think gay people shouldn't have rights. I want to know why, like, I still want to hear the reasons why. And I feel like a lot of people just are not willing to hear the other side. And I can't handle when there is a lack of curiosity. And I think this also comes down to like, even through my own healing journey and learning about my own truly traumatic childhood, it took me years and it took me a decade to even be able to call my childhood traumatic or abusive. Because when you live in it, you don't think that it's abusive or traumatic. You don't. You don't think that you've come from this place that is so hurtful because you think that's everybody's experience and this is what normal is until you start hearing about other people's way of life and how they were raised. And you realize your shit was actually really bad. And it took me a long time to even call it what it is. But in doing that, I'm so much more curious about people because even in my own family line, I see where there are problems. I see where there is this gaping wound of generational trauma that has been passed on. And I see how even the addictions that riddle my own family line, how they're not something that's meant to be just demonized. Somebody having an addiction like I feel like society would have us believe, you know, if you're shooting up heroin, you're a bad person. If you're an alcoholic, you're a bad person and you make shitty choices. No, I think you were actually just really traumatized into making those decisions. And even if you yourself made them, oftentimes they are coping tools for experiences that you did not know how to deal with. And I think in experiencing all of that, I know we've gotten really off course with talking about friendship, but hear me out. I think in experiencing learning and understanding and coming back to a place of love and curiosity for that, I am just unavailable for people that aren't willing to give people more grace in that way and understand and be more open to having a larger perspective. So I can't handle a lack of authenticity. I can't handle closed mindedness. I can't handle religious oppression. I can't handle um, anything against civil rights when it comes to or human rights can't handle it. 
Um, and that was really what it was, is I sat with myself and I asked myself about my own values. What do I value in this life and what relationships are honoring those values or are at least curious about those values, even if we don't see eye to eye? Who is curious? And I think once that happened, it was very clear to me who should be allowed to stay in my life and who should not. And this often comes down to be the hardest part, I feel like, when, to me, this was like ripping off a Band-Aid. Yes, it was very easy in the moment to just call my phone handler and be like, yo, or my network provider and be like, yo, I want a new phone number, and then just not hand it out to everybody. But I feel like it still was like ripping off a Band-Aid because I knew, and this was like really the most important thing I wanted to get to today, I knew that there were going to be some people that will see me as a villain because I did this. And when it comes to your values, living your life on your own terms, being full of yourself and walking your authentic path, you're going to have to let yourself be the villain in some people's eyes. Some people, no matter what you do, will see you as a villain. And it's not your job to correct them. It's not your job to give them the villain backstory on why you are the way that you are. It's not your fucking job. And I know for a fact, there are at least two people I can think of that probably think I am the fucking worst because I chose to walk away without saying a word. And that's okay. They're allowed. I let them think what they want about me. I don't care. I don't care to correct it. I don't care to have a discussion. And it's not even because anybody in my life was a bad person. I just genuinely felt like the values were misaligned. And even like if those people happen to listen to this episode, they won't even know which one I'm talking about because I feel like in this episode, my point to bring all of this up is this is how I feel collectively. It's not even about the two individuals. And I'm that's something I love about this episode is in the past when I've talked about friendships, I have very poignantly said things, almost hoping that those people would listen to the podcast. And then one time that backfired and they actually did listen. And the second time, I just felt like you could tell in the episode that I was still really struggling. And now I just, I, I, again, I'm full of myself. I don't, I don't. I, to me, have closure in that part of my life. And for all I know, any of these people, any of these tons of people could show up in my life 30 stations down the line and we could be a great connection for the other person. And if that happens naturally, fucking awesome. I'm so happy that we have reconnected in a new way. And if it never happens, again, I'm okay being the villain in somebody else's story. It doesn't bother me to know that that person doesn't know my truth or those people don't know my truth. They don't need to. It's not for them. It is for me. And even if you're not going through a friendship breakup, even if you just feel like people don't like you or you don't have people in your life that honor you, you're always going to be the villain in someone's story. And you have to become okay with that. It's not your job to over-explain why. And if they really want quote-unquote closure, they'll find a way to get it. Or they'll keep making you the villain because it's easier for them. And that's okay. Honestly, most of the time when people make you the villain in their story, it's because you didn't provide the closure and they think it's something that they did. And in order to not make themselves feel bad about what they may or may not have done, they will vilify you instead. And gosh, this goes back to anybody that you break off contact with. Even if you have a narcissistic parent that you've gone no contact with, they will always make you the villain and you don't owe them a story as to why you're not. It's not your job to clarify that. And I just feel the same way about ghosting old friendships, especially in my experience when they're already naturally dissolving. There is no reason that you need to cling on to old friendships. And I love this about my own journey because I'll never forget 
like this is kind of what led into this whole episode besides feeling like it was divinely given to me today. But I'll never forget having a conversation with a family member and them bringing up friends that I'm not friends with anymore or I have dissolved from or ghosted and them being like, well, you know, you might want that connection down the line. It, it, maybe you should just, you know, it's it's not always good just to get rid of everybody. Maybe down the line, da, 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 da. And I, I just stopped them. And I was like, listen, if down the line we're meant to be friends, we're going to be friends down the line. Right now, where I am at in my life, it's fine. And the universe will always find a way. If somebody is truly meant to be in your path and your contract is not up, they're going to circle back. It always happens. So I'm not worried. And I think that's also on letting go and letting the universe do what it's going to do in your life when it comes to relationships. And I know it's easier said than done, especially if we have wounding around abandonment of any kind. But when you let go, you make room for the people that are supposed to be there. You make room for the people that are also full of themselves. You make room for the people that are going to love you in the way that you you desire to be loved. You're going to make room for the friendships that feel safe, which I think is one of the most important things. If the friendship doesn't make you feel safe, already it's on rails and needs to go. Like your safety should be the most important thing in a relationship. And if you don't feel safe in your relationship, To be yourself, that should be the number one indicator that it's time to go. And if you need to ghost to get away, ghost to get away. Like there's no, again, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. And I guarantee you, even if I thought about it, people that have left my life. You know what? (laughs) This is going to sound mean, but I don't think about it. I can't think of a single person that has left my life or ghosted me that I am so hung up on and upset about. I can't think of a single one. And I think that's because I, I know that I know that if that person was meant to be in my path, they would be. And the universe will never take from me what's mine. And not even that people are mine. They're not, but relationships like those will be there if they're supposed to be there. And if they're not, then they won't. And I think in order to get to this healthy state of being with relationships and being more, being more confident in your ability to have those connections and to know that there is nothing inherently wrong with you. I honestly think that starts with self-love, self-trust, being your own best friend and remembering why you're as awesome as you are. Like, Again, I know if there's been a lot of wounding around that in your life, it might take some extra time, some extra gentleness, some extra opening, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. And you do have the ability to come to that for yourself. And I feel like this is the episode on friendship that I've always wanted to make because I actually feel like I'm in a very good place with it. And I think if anything, I always like to think like, what am I trying to leave this episode with? Like, what was the point? And the point was that I wanted you all to have a perspective on ghosting that isn't just everybody owes you something and fuck that person that ghosted you. No, they don't. You're allowed to be a ghost just as much as they are. And it's okay to be full of yourself. Be full of yourself. If you're not full of yourself, who the fuck are you full of? Like, be full of yourself. 1000% all day, every day, no problem. Tell them Chloe Taylor said so. Be full of yourself. Um, And that it's a process. You know, don't be hard on yourself if you don't feel like you're there yet. Maybe for you, in your current reality, friendships are where you're learning the most right now. And that's okay. You know, like I said, I've been through periods of that myself where friendships were the thing that taught me the most. I would actually argue that the reason I'm as healthy as I am now is because I went through a lot of shit. <laughs> like, I can think of like all of my 20s, I feel like we're just about friendships. It was all about friendships, literally. Even from when I had like, my coffee craft server back in the day, like that was all about learning friendships. 
And that was a really tough experience back in the day. That was hard to be connected to people when everybody had a different opinion of how things should go. And if you don't know about coffee craft, don't worry about it. I'm sure some of my listeners do, but some of y'all don't. And that's just like a totally different era of my life. Um, into like the friendships that I surrounded myself with from that into literally weeding out the people that aren't supposed to be as close to me. Because again, we don't have that mutual connectivity. We don't have that mutual honoring and it's okay. It's, it's safe for you to let people go. And if I taught you anything today, I hope it's that. I hope I taught you to be full of yourself <laughs> and to know that it's okay to let people go. That the right people are always going to either come back or circle in or you're going to meet new people. And the less that you cling and the more that you cling to yourself, not like don't ever try to meet people. Don't ever like that's not what I'm talking about. But the more you reflect that friendship in your inner world, the more that you become your own best friend. I swear to you, people will just start popping up left and right. And you're going to connect with the best people because for me and my belief system, maybe you don't believe the same thing and that's totally okay. Take what resonates, leave the rest. I genuinely feel like we set contracts and relationships into the life that we wanted to experience. And I truly believe no matter how young or old you are right now, I promise that you have not met every single person that's going to love you yet. To this day in my life, I still meet people that I fall in love with and they fall in love with me. And it's a beautiful experience. And you haven't even met all those people yet. And what a wonderful thing to think about. So that's what I'm going to leave you with with this episode. I feel like we kind of covered a lot of stuff here. Um, again, this was an episode that I didn't even plan to make, but I hope it helps you in your road to finding your own. I hesitate to say tribe because I don't think that that is a word that we should be taking. I feel like it's finding your circle, finding your people, finding the people that you connect with at a deep intuitive soul level. They exist. I believe that for everybody. I don't think one person on this planet just doesn't have community or doesn't have support or maybe you don't currently, but I don't think it's impossible for you to find it. And even if it takes trial and error and time and understanding and unraveling and getting to that point, you will. It just might be a process. And for me, I'll speak from my experience. If it helps you, if it doesn't discard, if it helps you, ask yourself what you might be learning right now. If you don't feel like you have that, what might you need to learn still? What might being in this solitude be teaching you? What might being surrounded by people that don't get you be teaching you? How might that serve you in the future? I believe every opportunity that comes your way, whether it feels like it's a good thing or a bad thing, can be a learning opportunity. And that to me is having a growth mindset. We can talk about that another time. But I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And I hope that you will remain authentic to yourself and connect with the people that feel good and go to the people that don't. Be full of yourself. Remember that when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.